Hey guys, it is Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. It is a new year, so how about a new you? That's right, how about some new clothes from Leon Tailoring? Something ready-made, something custom-made, or something tailor-made. No matter what it is that you're looking for, they can put it together for you at Leon Tailoring. Or maybe you have goals to lose some weight and the clothes don't fit as well as they used to. Well, Leon Tailoring can take care of that. Or maybe you gained a couple of pounds over the holiday season. Well, Leon Tailoring, they can take care of that too. Notice the pattern here, Leon Tailoring, they can sort of take care of everything. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, say hi to Larry, Kim, and Judy, and tell them Abdul to Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware and downtown Indianapolis. Greetings and welcome to today's press conference. Hoosiers for Responsible Lending was created by a network of advocates working to empower Hoosiers who have been affected by any form of predatory lending. We raise awareness of predatory practices across Indiana in order to hold lenders accountable and create attainable pathways to wealth building for all Hoosiers. Our alliance includes veterans organizations, faith communities, consumer groups, and social service providers who recognize both the benefits of equitable, responsible lending and the damages of predatory lending. We're so pleased today to draw attention to two pieces of legislation that align with our mission. We thank Representative Hamilton and Senator Deary for taking an interest in the challenges facing Hoosiers and the solutions needed. Our goal here today is to urge the Indiana General Assembly to take action to address predatory lending and make responsible options more accessible and available in our state. With that, I would like to welcome Representative Carrie Hamilton to the podium. Thank you so much, Aaron. I'm really uh, thrilled to be here with uh, this coalition today on this really important issue. So I am um, authoring, once again, uh, different iterations of working on predatory lending for the last six years, I believe, um, on uh, HB 1171 to cap interest rates at 36% for payday loans. Um, so why? <laughs> why is this important? It's, it's very clear. Um, I think any reasonable person would agree that an annual percentage rate of 89% on a $500 six-month loan is unreasonable. A 349% interest rate on a 14-day loan is unconscionable, and it's happening today in Indiana. So there's a clear moral question, and I think some of our other speakers will probably touch on that. Um, it certainly keeps me up at night. But I really want to talk about the economic drain that this sort of lending practice has on our state. As a state leader, I think it's clear that allowing these practices is poor fiscal responsibility. So thanks to the Indiana Community uh, Action Poverty Institute, who studied the costs of these practices, we learned that in 2021 alone, Hoosier borrowers uh, of these short-term loans spent more than $26 million than they would have if there was a 36% rate cap in place. $26 million that could be in the pockets of our hardworking families, our most vulnerable Hoosiers, veterans, and seniors, and families. So it's a direct loss of spending power, but it also results in a human toll that has a compounding economic cost. For the many who find themselves in this debt trap, 
Say your vehicle is repossessed, then of course you're losing your transportation to work. Your family suffers, your children suffer. Children bear that stress, and that impacts their ability to succeed at school and to be uh, happy, thriving children. There are costs to these personal impacts of these loans, above and beyond the clear economic costs outlined by the $26 million lost to Hoosier families. So, you know, predatory lenders have had a stranglehold on Indiana for several years, and they prey on our seniors, our veterans, and our most vulnerable families. It is well past time, well past time, for Indiana to join the nearly half of states who have put this common sense practice in place. The 36% rate cap comes from a federal rule that you cannot loan to active members of the military at, above that rate. That's for national security reasons, and that's to protect our military families. I think that's incredibly good policy, and I think it should extend to all Hoosiers in Indiana. So with that, thank you uh, for being here, and I hope we can get this done this year. Thank you so much, Representative Hamilton. We appreciate your strong championship of 36% interest rate cap uh, on payday loans. I don't have my list. I believe that our next speaker will be Marie Morse from Homestead CS. I'm the executive director of Homestead CS, based out of Lafayette, but we serve uh, 10 counties and we're expanding that. We are both a head housing counseling agency and a community development financial institute. Um, and with that, we have developed a small dollar loan alternative to payday lending. Um, we uh, offer uh, interest rates at 18% and we offer that through a partnership with employers and I'm very happy to say that I think my senator is still in a, a committee meeting today but in our committee early this morning um, giving state employees the access to that loan product um, was passed unanimously out of the committee and so uh, we're hoping that it passes unanimously all up the ladder and um, we uh, partner with other agencies in Indiana including Bright Point in Fort Wayne and um, and uh, Northwest's CAP agency out of um, the Lake County area and to offer that to the entire state now. Uh, we started as a pilot program through a few counties and now we've expanded that. One of the reasons it's so important to us is that it keeps families in their homes. We were finding that uh, families were coming to us facing foreclosure or eviction, and one of the big reasons was that they didn't have access to an affordable loan product for emergencies. And with our loan product, we can loan up to $1,000. We don't check credit because we're assuming they may have some struggles, but we do report to the credit bureau. So we're helping them build their credit, and we're also helping them understand financial literacy because we offer free financial education. And they pay us back over a year, usually by payroll deduction. Um, so we're very pleased to say that my agency alone, through the last four years, 
has, has lent out over $3 million, and we have saved our families over $10 million compared to what they would have paid to an unaffordable um, alternative. So we're very happy to have that. We're very, very happy to support Senator Deering's bill, that um, Senate Bill 200, that it passed out of committee, giving more families in our community access to something that they can actually afford to pay back. Thank you. Thank you so much, Marie. I hope we'll hear from Senator Deary soon about his legislation. Thank for, for the great work that you're doing in your community. Um, next, I'm going to invite uh, Deborah Fisher, Research Associate at Indiana Community Action Poverty Institute, to share her story. Good afternoon. My name is Deborah Fisher. I am currently a research associate for Indiana Community Action Poverty Institute here in Indianapolis. I'm known for having a story for everything. One of my stories just happens to include overdue medical debt, which led me to getting payday loans. I lost several pregnancies, but was blessed with several adopted children and one natural child who survived. She was born very early, only weighing one pound, four and a half ounces. She was a miracle baby. I accrued a lot of medical debt because she required being in the NICU for many months. The huge medical bills created so much anguish and stress, I worried about taking my child to the doctor for fear that it would add another bill to the pile. During one of these periods of struggle, someone suggested that I try to get a payday loan. I tried and I was accepted and I did get the payday loan. This was another nightmare to endure. The payday loan seemed to only add to my financial difficulties. It became an extra added bill. Each time I managed to pay it off, I had to wait a short period of time and renew it. I have had the opportunity to interview other payday loan borrowers and they share similar experiences. In a moment of difficulty, a payday loan seems like a lifeline but ends up being an anchor. Everyone wants to have nice things, a nice house to live in, and a car to drive. And the medical bills people are faced with are sometimes a real barrier. Taking out a payday loan is an even bigger barrier. I'm very interested in doing my part and working towards making things better for families here in Indiana. And I appreciate the two legislators who are here because they are looking out for us. I believe we can work towards solutions together so that my daughter, my grandchildren and other families won't have to face the same challenges. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much, Deborah, for being willing to share your story and for your beautiful vision for the future. Um, next, I want to welcome Senator Deary, author of Senate Bill 200, which passed out of committee this morning and is working to make reasonable and responsible credit more available to Hoosiers in our state. Thank you, Senator Deary. 
Thank you. I'll, I'll uh, have to be brief. I'm, I'm playing hooky a little bit. I'm supposed to be in an education me meeting, but I uh, just wanted to step out quickly just to, to uh, one, express my appreciation to everybody that helped us pass that bill out of the committee this morning. Um, also to say, you know, make that point out the obvious that we're, we're not there yet, and so we've got to keep on pushing and get this bill through. Um, so this was my, may have been mentioned, I, don't, I apologize if I'm repeating something that was said already, but I, over the summer I, I learned, I had frankly had never even heard of what a community loan center was, but it caught my attention as the type of um, solution to a problem that has evaded us for, for a number of years because the, the politics can be dicey, but I saw this as a path of a way that could pass something as nine to zero as we did this morning. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited about the potential that we can do two things. One, provide more Hoosiers with the ability to have access to alternative uh, loans and when they're in financial distress other than uh, some of the existing uh, options. You know, I said this morning, I said your options are illegal activity, uh, borrow from a friend, a payday loan, or a community loan center. I think we can all agree that uh, the community loan center is the best option for uh, both the Hoosiers and for, um, for everybody. So I'm, I'm thrilled that um, the, uh, this is moving and it's getting the attention that it, that it needs. And uh, you know, if we can get to a point where it's everybody knows what a CLC is, they're not the, how I was over the summer, where where it's just you know what is this? And I think taking this step of adding some legitimacy and a stamp of approval of and leading by example as as public employers that this is something that we need to do and could do, then it'll get the attention of private employers and say, oh, this is a benefit that we can offer. Employees can be grateful for it. It's not something that's any cost or burden to us. So um, good things in the works. Um, appreciate everybody in this room that helped to make it happen. Um, but we've got more to do, so, so keep up the work. Um, with that, I'm going to go back to my regular schedule of other duties, but just, just thank you again for being here and, and happy I could step out for a moment. the members of the Hoosiers for Responsible Lending to come up for a quick second and we'll get a picture with Senator Deary on this day of uh, the committee passage. Urban League, 
we've been fighting for justice for working class people to access capital without being exploited. We all know, or we should know by now, that payday lenders can charge up to 391% in annual percentage rate, which violates our 72% loan sharking uh, statute. And we don't believe this is fair, equitable, or moral. These dollars uh, should be held to 36% maximum, which is the guideline that we use for our military. And we shouldn't be charging non-active military members, our policemen, our firefighters, our social workers, these kind of outrageous uh, percentages that are allowed. We will stand and we will continue to stand for working class people that need help. We all need help, and it should not come at an exorbitant, or in this case, immoral price. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. Last but not least, I'd like to welcome Alexander Mingus from the Indiana, Indiana Catholic Conference. Thank you, Aaron. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Alexander Mingus. I'm the Associate Director of the Indiana Catholic Conference. We represent the five Catholic dioceses in the state of Indiana. And something that Representative Hamilton alluded to when she gave her remarks was the moral questions that are within lending. And I think that's something that the church has always been uh, attentive to. We recognize, especially looking back in a lot of um, history, not just of the Catholic Church, but in many faith traditions, there's been this focus on uh, at least a, a, an appreciation for what lending is truly meant for. Um, not so much an opportunity for profit, but rather an opportunity for love, an opportunity for giving to my neighbor what is due to them, um, and me being able to do that out of a space of love in my heart. And so, I think when we look at this, these loans and, and responsible lending reform at the State House, we see we have a long way to go, but I think we can set our sights on that goal and, and make it one step closer, whether it's capping our interest rates at 36% or introducing community loan center option to state employees. So um, with that, I mean, we're, ha we're happy to continue Indiana Catholic Conference, our work on this in collaboration with so many great partners. But thank you all for being here today. God bless you. That concludes our press conference. Thanks to everyone for being here. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.